Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Podcast. I'm going to be your guide today. It's me, John, and we've got a treat for you. Today what we're going to do is it's version two of our Nuggets episode or the best of week. I am very excited. I really like that we're doing this now. It's basically an extra quick snapshot to get you the most important news and notes throughout the week from all of our different podcast host sponsors. So you're getting a plethora if you will, of fantasy football information. And it's week one, so this week is as important as any. And on top of that, what we're going to do is we splice together the highlights throughout the week, so we're going to have all that for you. But as I'm recording this, Saturday morning, Antonio Brown was just released, which if you are alive and connected to the interwebs in any way, you know that. So what do we do with that information? So first off, man, this is a crazy time to be alive. But there's a few things that we know for sure. Number one, he cannot, even if he does resign after we publish this episode, play week one. So if you have him, get him out of your starting lineup. Two, he can sign with whomever he chooses. So he is free to negotiate and figure out a team that he fits with on his own. It's not the waiver system because he's a veteran. Um, three, a lot of NFL teams have already come out and said there's no way there's zero interest there. So it's not like he's got a whole bunch of different options out there. Um, it's curious to see where he's going to land. He will land somewhere. There are plenty of win-now teams, especially coaches that are on the hot seat. Those are the type of teams you need to look for. Um, somebody's going to get them. So just stay tuned for that. Whenever he does sign, you've got to understand, uh, you know, there's teams like the Patriots and the Texans and these teams that are literally mortgaging their future like the Texans to win now. That's where he's going to land. So just be worrisome. And the thing is this, you know, we, we buy into this buy low, sell high. That's what you always want to do. Right now is buy low time. Um, you know, I've sent several trades out for him in dynasty leagues, a couple trades that I sent out Carlos Hyde and Cole Beasley for him. I sent out another trade, me, Cole Hardman and a second rounder, things like that. So by low, he is going to play somewhere, but just understand, even if he does sign, that does not make him a wide receiver one. His behavior is absolutely insane. So anyway, just pay attention to that and just keep watching and enjoy the entertainment. But let's jump into the episode. Enjoy the Nuggets. The Chiefs are all in. A team that I don't feel is all in. And let's talk about another another piece of news. It feels frustrating to me that they're not all in. Uh, is the Chargers? Before we move on to the Chargers, do you want to talk about the? Let's let's talk about. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Dolphins. Um, a team that's definitely not all in for 2019. A team that is tanking this year in 2019, and they've made it evident is the Miami Dolphins. However, we've got two Dolphins fans right now talking to you. We want to talk you off the ledge for a second. I'm right? on it. I'm on it. No, I, I'm okay. I feel good about this. We want to talk you off the ledge because they are clearly in full rebuild mode, which makes me happy. 
as a Dolphins owner? Does it make you feel good or bad? I am happy at the way they're doing it. I would have liked them to trade Albert Wilson as well. I think it's a big contract. They'll just have that. So the Dolphins, since the draft, have been making moves that make me happy because it's clear that they're rebuilding. And I am in tank for Tua mode. I am excited because this is the way you do it. You acquire draft capital, right? You get your quarterback, you get pieces, and you only put money into the players that are are worth it and you can get at a value. You need to build your team like it's a fantasy team, man. And here's the number that I want to give you. For 2020, there is an expected $199 million league cap. The Dolphins, with their 39 players under contract for 2020, have an expected cap space of $126 million in available money. $126 available money. They just acquired all of these draft picks from, from, uh, from the Texans. I love what they're doing, and I'm excited Give us a couple years, and we can finally be at least a viable team. Hopefully, Tom Brady will retire by then. Yeah, I'm off. The, I'm tired of the eight and eight. I'm glad the Dolphins are rebuilding. Yes. So we'll it's been more like seven and nine as of late. A lot of seven and nine. It's really depressing. So uh, yeah, that's fine. Well, rumors are starting to come out, and again, who's leaking this? That's going to help you know what's going on. Reports are there is one team interested in trading for Melvin Gordon. But the problem is this. If you do trade for him, he wants $13 million a year. Yikes. Um, yeah. Ugh. Is in, I mean, people have been saying, well, not people, but I guess me, uh, I've been saying that he's really a product of his environment. Right. And, you know, product of his offense and how it's ran and what they're asking him to do. Is there another team, I mean, maybe like besides like the Patriots, nope. <laughs> that are going to be able to run him similarly? There is one team that would increase his value, and that is sure. the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's it. Right. If Just he goes through any other team, his value is nowhere near where it is now. Um, it's right. the Bucks, and that's it. Right. I just uh, let's talk about Justin Jackson just for a second. Uh, he has immense value. He almost for free and probably still on the waivers on a lot of different uh, leagues, man, this is super high upside. If you have Justin Jackson, Um, what are we giving for Justin Jackson right now? Like I understand hype is pretty high. You might not be able to get really what it's worth and you don't want to overtrade. But uh, for instance, I literally seconds before this podcast, I traded Royce Freeman for Justin Jackson straight up. So definitely an interesting trade for sure. It depends on upside versus, man, they're both young though. That's a thing. Neither one of those are bad. It's just kind of what it is. You know, with players like that, I'm trying to cash in. That's what I want. And so if I have Justin Jackson, then my idea is, man, I'm going to give this to somebody and try to get more cross position wise. So I'm going to go probably offer a, I want a wide receiver or something along those lines. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so for example, uh, here's just a couple of trades that I've processed. Would you prefer, man, this person got ripped off Demarius Thomas or Justin Jackson? Not Justin Jackson. Yeah. Not close. Yeah. Same big time, big time. How about this one? Um, Jacoby Brissett and Albert Wilson 
This is a two Q, two QB league. Hmm. Uh depends on my. I depends what I'm getting. What I need. How much I, of a quarterback I need. If he's my third quarterback, and I needed a running back, I don't know. I I think I'd keep Justin Jackson. But then again, if I had luck and I really need another quarterback or something like that. Uh, it really depends on roster construction for me, but right. And see, that's the thing. Most of these trades aren't just straight up. But um, right. how about Justin Jackson or Dante Pettis? You hear the pause. Do you hear his soul? It's arguing <laughs> within itself. Yeah, you know, I think I like Dante Pettis better. But again, you know, if I'm running back, Pettis man. is my if Dante Pettis is my fifth wide receiver, and I only have two or three good running backs. I think I'm trading the upside for Justin Jackson here. I like it. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's stay with the team. How about Josh Gordon for Justin Jackson? I'll take Justin Jackson. Man. I Is it bad? And I kind of mentioned this. I'm just not a big Josh Gordon guy yeah. at all. You're not high on him? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> there. There was something clever to like say to you. And you could have kept going with it, but instead you stopped it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. How about this? Justin Jackson or Rashad Penny? I think I like the upside of Jackson. Well, I think I'd take yeah, I take mean, Penny there, and I hate Penny. Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't think so, man. I, I don't think I would do it. I like it. I like it. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is a very similar logic here. Giants bad. <laughs> but that's kind of how you do starts, right? Whose defense is horrible and whose defense is going to get scored all over. And the Dolphins and Giants are pretty good bets for that to happen week in, week out. Um, Dak is going to be able to, I think, throw the ball and run the ball at will. Um, The Giants' 11 starters last year, they uh, are returning four of them. So um, Prescott should have a pretty good time on Sunday, um, you know, with that. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I put Dak in my top 10 this week among quarterbacks. Right. Uh, so oh, oh, we have our rankings on our website, by the way. I don't know if I said that. But yeah, I moved Dak What's our website? top 10. EastleyFantasy.com. Oh, it's a website. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It has a .com after it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I really like uh, the passing attack for Dallas. Another team that is fucking frustrating, Chargers. The Chargers have said... And they've come out, and they've said this weekend, Melvin Gordon will not get an extension. They are not continuing any contract extension talks until after this season. The the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, I I still struggle. (laughs) Um, I almost messed it up on the podcast. Uh, The Chargers, to me, are a title contender. They are in the upper echelon in in offense and defense. They are a title contender. You have a player that is valuable to your team and can either be productive or be a distraction, and you've decided to allow the distraction to continue rather than either fix it and offer him a reasonable middle ground contract or trade him away. You've done neither of the two. The trading options are disappearing, drying up, because the biggest landing spots for him were potentially Kansas City and Houston. Both of those have been filled with veteran presences over the last couple days. 
What are the Chargers doing? Because I don't understand. I don't necessarily understand it either. I think they believe in Austin Eckler and they believe in Justin Jackson. And I think they're trying to save cap money. I don't think it's fair. I think he deserves the money. And I think they should have given him the option to seek a trade way sooner. Um, so just to dabble on this real quick, I'd rather have Justin Jackson over Austin Eckler based on off ADP. I think Justin Jackson can carry the load way more than Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler is nothing more than a Darren Sproles role player-like player. So that's just my two cents. If Melvin Gordon does not come back, give me Justin Jackson in the 12th round versus Eckler in the 7th. I agree. I, I think it's surprising. I feel like the Chargers screwed Melvin Gordon a little bit because to me, the pieces should have worked out a little different. I thought Melvin Gordon was either going to go to Kansas City or Houston. Those got spilled. I, I thought LaShawn McCoy might be a piece that the Chargers would be interested in in this year's run um, to complement that backfield. And they waited, the Chargers waited until after these spots were finished to say, hey, you can go seek a trade now. And and supposedly those trade talks are ongoing and actually intensifying. But with who? Like gonna, who is gonna, who's left? It's gonna be the Bucks. I think we both talked we both know that the Chiefs um aren't an option because they got they gave guaranteed money to McCoy and they're in their same division. So I think we're kind of I think we're personally I think it's gonna be the Texans or the Bucks. Um and that's really his only two options. Everyone else kind of has, you know, you know, is it is it either not in the run or, you know. I do think the Texans are still an option, even with Carlos Hyde there, because they didn't invest a ton into Carlos Hyde. I think the Bucks, that's a good call there, is an option. However, that would destroy a lot of Melvin Gordon's value, in my opinion, because that team will not run the ball a lot. He will catch the ball a ton. A ton because that's what they want to do. If you want to talk about an elite pass catcher in the NFL, I think Melvin Gordon is possibly the best. Uh, I mean, a lot of his value is a lot of his value comes in the passing game. Kamara's probably second best. McCaffrey's the best. Yeah, you're right. Kamara's second best. God damn it, you're right. So how can you call McCoy? Never never mind. McCoy? No, no, no. I said Duke Johnson is in the top five. You said Duke Johnson was top five, and you said McCoy was one of the best. He was one of the best. Um, all right, so running backs, let's start with Chris Carson. Uh, at home versus the Bengals, who were porous against the run last year, 137 rushing yards per game. Um, and the Seahawks have come out and said that Chris Carson's going to be their guy. It's going to see uh, most of the, you know, most of the rushes. Penny's still going to get his, but I don't think it's going to be a lot. I expect Chris Carson to dominate the game in, with in terms of touches, more than 20 rushes. What do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, I sent you, I, I really wanted to start a new game with you, but it didn't. I, I said it in the chat, and I don't think anybody was interested no. in playing a game with me. I don't me. like your games. <laughs> I think it would be really good, but you nixed it, so whatever. Um, well, you didn't nix it. You just had very low enthusiasm for my game. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay, so this is my game. Oh, God damn it. Okay, continue. Uh, number three, Penny. Number two, Dion Lewis. Number one, Tevin Coleman. What did I list? Um, People that are listed as backups. The people that are listed as backups that I do not own any shares of. 
I just thought it was interesting. I, I just don't. Um, I have and, shares of Tevin Coleman everywhere. So that news yesterday was like a punch to my stomach. But then like immediately I was like, hey, I don't believe in Matt Breida. And his quarterback, man, I drafted this guy everywhere I could. Always wait on quarterback. So we'll go a couple positions here. Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, is playing the New York Jets. I freaking love this play. I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. I dogged him. I hated him through the draft process, whatever else. But they are just letting this guy do whatever the hell he wants. It's not very good for football reasons, but it is great for fantasy as long as he is healthy. Are you a Josh Allen supporter? Uh, I I like him a lot, especially in four point passing touchdown leagues where he gets six points for rushing touchdown. I think uh, you know, obviously his legs will earn him a ton of points. Wait, in, say that special... word again. What body part? Legs. Yeah, you say that weird. Do I? Yeah. Legs. Yeah, it's legs. You just say legs, it at once. Legs. Legs. Now, um, I will say this. This is after Josh Allen's bye week last year. So listen to I'm going to give you about a run of six games in a row in point totals. 27, 33, 23, 21, 15, 43 points. Those are what? weekly points. Wait, are you sure? Are you sure you're not reading Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I'm positive. Wow. Dude, he crushed it to end the year last year and he's only gotten better weapons like they actually went and got him weapons offensive line still a mess but um i i'm a huge fan and here's the thing week one streamers and waiver pickups you are swinging for upside so much or dreamers if you will so josh allen is a guy that can help you week one but could turn into a qb1 very easily so we differ a little bit in who we see as super valuable on this team. So um, you have Geronimo Allison being the number two here, and I have uh, MVS being the number two here. Why? Well, I see you have Devontae Adams as the true number one right. and MVS as the other outside receiver. I think Allison's going to be more on the field because it's going to be more of a run-heavy offense. And, yeah, I think Allison's going to field more. And when you're on the field more with Aaron Rodgers – a lot of things can happen. And he's going later in draft. So i rather have one round later of Allison than a round earlier of MVS. So I'm going to flip that on you. MVS can do everything that Geronimo Allison can do. He can play in the slot, but he can also play outside. So that's my reason why I say MVS is going to be on the field no matter the set. Three wide receivers, he'll definitely be out there. But if it's a two wide receiver set, Geronimo Allison will not be out there. It will be MVS. He's going to... I don't think MVS is much more talented than Allison. I just think he's going to be on the field more. And with that will come more targets and he will be the wide receiver too for this offense. Um, And in this offense this year with what I think is going to be a very nice bounce back season for Aaron Rodgers, I just think that the wide receiver too is going to have a lot of value. And so I've, I've staked a claim like I have with with Tevin Coleman, I've staked the claim on MVS, and I just I just really feel like he's going to be the guy there. Uh, obviously not the guy because that's Devontae Adams, but the number two or number three option there because uh, obviously uh, Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of work in this offense as well. But uh, all right, so let's move on next uh, next piece of uh, starters here. Um, Leonard Fournette against the Chiefs. So, how do you feel about Fournette? Because 
everybody is kind of just putting him back into he's going to be good territory. I believe it, but I'm very hesitant. Uh, okay, so you're basically ranking it from like poor, good, very good, great. And he's good. Poor, good, very good, great. Where's like the average? Poor, good. average, good, very good, great. Now we're just complicating it. And terrible. We, we should just say what we mean. On a scale of 1 to 10, I give him a 6, 7. Yeah. So he's good. He's good. He's good. He's better than Peyton Barber. Yeah, Peyton Barber's like a 2. <laughs> and, you know, the Chiefs, they they didn't necessarily finish the year very strong as far as a rushing defense goes. I know they made some improvements, but um, I still don't believe in – and I know John, I think, has a differing opinion uh, that he talked about yesterday. He thinks that the Chiefs will uh, be a much better uh, defense on the front end. But, uh, yeah, I I think that Leonard Fournette, if he's as healthy as everybody says he is and he's ready to go, uh, I do not see an issue with starting Leonard Fournette with a lot of confidence. A.J. Green did not go on IR, your boy, A.J. Green. So that just basically means that he will – Definitely be back the first half of the season since he's not on the IR designated to return. He uh, will definitely be back within the first eight weeks. What do you expect? Like four weeks, you said? Yeah, four weeks. Um, if he's going pretty late in drafts right now, like why? Like why is Super 36 around there? And if you're getting him, you're looking at the championship picture. Stock up on some, you know, safe wide receivers like Jamison Crowder so he can carry you on to that week when he comes back. And then you'll be fine. You'll have a championship wide receiver. You have, you'll have AJ Green, Brandon Cooks, and fucking uh, Michael Thomas all on the same roster. You know what I'm saying? For the 49ers, are you buy? Does this mean anything that Matt Breida today was announced on the depth chart, on the official 49ers depth chart as RB1? So it's the unofficial one, first off. Okay. But, um, Who yeah. Makes the unofficial so, one. Wait, uh, hold on. It's the unofficial one. It's re- released by the PR department. But they work for the organization, and it's pretty spot on. Um, the 49ers is usually pretty close whenever they do those. Now, I did a 49ers Rush podcast today where I talked about this for about 15 minutes straight. But uh, nuts and bolts, here we go. Preseason with the first team, Tevin Coleman took 60% of snaps, Brita 40%. However, Brita was absolutely head and shoulders better than Tevin Coleman in receiving, rushing, and pass protection. So it's going to be a split. Kyle Shanahan has said he's riding the hot hand. And make no mistake, Matt Breida is the superior talent in every way over Tevin Coleman. Um, you know, the next-gen stats thing, they do the where they put the chip in the shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. He had the number one highest speed in the entire NFL of any player last year. The dude is just a freak. Uh, averaged 5.3 yards per carry last year. Unbelievable. That's awesome. Uh, I have been a Breida guy. Uh, most of the offseason, I think, um, you just can't ignore what he did last season. I mean, why can't he repeat the effectiveness that he had last year it's to this It's the year? exact same five starting offensive line, a right. better quarterback, better wide receivers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Also, Your game is way worse than mine. <laughs> what? Your game is way worse than mine. How old is Delaney Walker? Yes. Uh, you know, it'd be a more boring game than that. <laughs> Delaney is his middle name. What is Delaney's first name? Mm, Delaney Walker's first name is uh, 
Johnny. Really? Does he fucking look like a Johnny? Johnny Walker. I don't know. Oh, Maybe. my God. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. By the way, is Bert short for anything? The Bert uh, in our league? Bert? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, his name is Hubert. Hubert Walker. Hubert. Hubert. Okay. Is the That's very name. distinguished. I mean, the guy's 35 years old. What do you fucking think? Season-ending injury last year, but tight ends were seventh, gave up the seventh most points against the tight end. Uh, Wow, sorry. Browns gave up the seventh most points to the tight ends last year. Pretty inconsistent against that position. Um, The Titans still don't have a wide receiver one. Whatever the fuck you think about Corey Coleman, they don't have a wide receiver one. No. No. I okay, look, so we're on the Corey the, Davis. This, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said Coleman. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, correct myself I, I immediately. Because I Corey know Davis. there's people that like hear that and cringe. Yes. I felt I felt it right now and I needed to correct myself. Sorry. Yeah. Um so we are on the thought train that the person the only the only option is going to get fed regardless of the matchup. I still think that this is going to be a little difficult for Delaney Walker even. I don't think that the Titans are going to score much um, against the Cleveland Browns really at all, passing or rushing. I'm not big on Derrick Henry this week, although in a couple of leagues I'm kind of forced to start him. Um, but I, I think this is going to be might be the start of something ugly for Tennessee. Um, yes. I will tell you what. What? Not only do I think – that Delaney Walker ends up with more work than Corey Davis. I also believe Adam Humphreys, who's oh, yeah. ranked 20 to 25 spots later in terms of wide receivers and probably 50, 60 spots overall lower in rankings. Adam Humphreys will have a better week than Corey Davis. I like Adam Humphreys a lot. Okay. I, and yeah. He's not piggybacking off my ship. I stopped believing in Corey Davis uh, months ago. Thank you. Okay. He's going to have an awesome year now. <laughs> it's uh, possible. Yeah. Like, it's possible, but, like, I'd rather take a shot on someone else. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. Uh, smaller news, Michael Crabtree listed as the starter and uh, for Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Cook, and Michael Crabtree are the first wide receivers listed. Man, um, dude, spot start maybe in a bad situation. What do you think? Mm, Still no. stay away? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trusting the third option. He's only on 32, and he's always been slow. <laughs> but a lot um, of people forget this is the system he played in at Texas Tech. So, like, he knows the system. Yeah, that isn't – I don't know. Yeah, he knows the system. He has a rookie quarterback, and he has superior, newer, faster people uh, on the field. So, All right. I'm not looking. I'm not. But uh, I do want to just mention D.D. Westbrook's name one more time because I think him and Nick Foles are going to have something good. Especially this week, uh, D.D. Westbrook's playing, uh, like we mentioned, the Kansas City Chiefs. The, Jack, the Jags are playing Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Um, so, D.D. Westbrook, is that the name that you wanted to say? I just want to say D.D. Westbrook. Okay. Is it because you enjoy saying his name? Uh, maybe. My initials are D.D. Yeah. E. 
Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.